Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dax Xavier Josiah, the host of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live, the podcast. You want to catch up with all of our podcast shows and hear from some of the hottest names in all of anime, comics, movies, and games, such as... This is Miley Flanagan, the voice of Naruto. This is Stephanie Shea, the voice of Sailor Moon. This is Ruben Langdon, voice of Ken Masters and Dante from Devil May Cry. Hey there, this is Kyle Abair, the voice of Ryu from Street Fighter V. This is Chris Battle, character designer of Teen Titans Go! Here's your chance to check out all of that and more on Talk Time Live. TalkTimeLive.com provides all of our ACMG content with new and previous episodes, exclusive interviews, articles, and much more. Visit TalkTimeLive.com and let us help you learn to let go, live life, and love all things ACMG. Talk Time Live! Hey, what's happening? This is T.C. Carson, and you are listening to ACMG's Talk Time Live. And this is Kratos. Keep listening. It's time for your Talk Time Live exclusive. You are now about to witness the strength of geek knowledge. gentlemen on the show or actually should i say returning to the show are some of the baddest group of people brought together to bring us some of the hardest rock comic book rock should i say Am I, is that appropriate comic book rock. Yes. all right the best comic book rock in philly and they're coming back they i got the chance to work with these guys a few years back with the omega fist tournament i got to hear their song you guys have listened to them on the show before uh for new listeners you're going to learn something new and you're going to love it not just because I say so, because it's no stopping you once you hear it. Ladies and gentlemen, let me reintroduce to you Mark Brasov, Chris Jones, Damon Small, and Gabe Goma. Ladies and gentlemen, the Stereo Titans return to Talk Time Live. How are you guys doing? Hey, hey. Great. <laughs> awesome. So with you guys all being collaborating in different regions of the galaxy, I'm going to try to moderate this as best I can. But um, sure. how are you all doing right now? We're great. Maybe a little tired, I guess, from, uh, you know, an intense uh, week or so and uh, and all of that. But we're doing great. We're definitely riding high on uh, all the progress that we've been making and all the great shows that we've been having. So it's, it's you know, it's, we're having a good time. Awesome. Absolutely. I got to tell you, man, I really love what you guys... I mean, it's funny, because I've come across some musicians since I started, a lot of musicians since I started Talk to Them Live, and I've been very blessed to get a chance to hear such quality talent and music, and you guys come in... I mean, I had I got hip-hop artists um, that I know, and I got producers that I know, DJs and such like that, like, you know, Mega Ran and Cutman and all those guys... But you guys have brought in a very type of diverse sound that I have not had a chance to hear. And it really, it's a missing element in music, in my opinion. 
that you guys are keeping alive. And I love it. And you're using the theme of comic books. And when I heard you guys, I'm like, I, I just think it's just absolutely awesome, man. Um, you guys had the you know first album that I got a chance to listen to. So we're going. I want to talk about that before. Um, we get to the new album that you guys worked in and the new project that you guys got going on. So, um, Escape. I was not prepared yeah. for that. I was absolutely not prepared for that. I thought it was as compelling, epic, and just full of energy. I, I'm not joking when I say this. I use this for workout music as well. And I got to have people in like in a five mile, you know, five, you know, feet radius away from me. When I hear like uh you know when I hear uh bubble bee weed. So <laughs> it's, it, it, you guys did an absolutely awesome that was your first that was your all your first album, right? Yeah, that was my first. Yeah. That's right, that's right. That's a hell of a first accomplishment. <laughs> Can I, I just gotta say that. <laughs> that appreciate that, man. I appreciate that. I mean, there, there's there's times I've heard albums that really just knocked it out the park and it's like, wow, this is this is like a monumental type of first album. That to me is like where no, there's no bad song, songs or tracks in this album. Um, oh. Was yeah. was there any? I'll start with you, Mark. Was there any uh, thing that you wanted to? Uh, or right, let me let me refer, let me give you this question first. What did you guys learn from the first album? Actually, and I'll start with you, Mark. You know, uh, a lot of doing the first album was about bringing the story and the music together. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. we were really thoughtful about that. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, we were becoming a band for, you know, we were just coming together as a band. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting. If you listen to the album, you'll actually hear an evolution of the sounds. Yeah. And, and, you know, as the, as the album gets deeper and we continue with our writing process of story and music, our music actually gets like harder. Mm-hmm. And so that really taught us about that first album taught us a little bit about like how our sound was evolving. Um, and then, so I think that you'll hear when, when, when you hear the second album that we're, our original album or second original album that we're in the midst of producing yeah. together, it's going to, it's almost like it's a continuation. Uh -huh. so, the, so the story is evolving in the comic book as the music is evolving, which is really interesting. Right. And it uh, that's, you know, you pointed that out. Um, narrative, what I would say, is the, the uh, word that I would use for it because you said it starts from like, you know, it's still heavy at the beginning, but it gets a little more epic at the end. And that's, it almost follows you into the music and the story of the, of the comic as well. So it even the sound has a bit of a narrative, too. Would you agree? Yeah. I, I, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Chris, I don't see you on screen, so I will respectfully go to you and ask you the same question. What did you learn from the first album? Um, well, I joined the band a little later on mm -hmm. in the process of the album. You can still learn. But, yeah, yeah. Well, that's just what I'm talking about. Like having hearing some of the songs and like you know hearing how the the former bass player previously to me like wrote a couple of them, and then me being able to put my own little flair on stuff, right? And kind of mesh with these guys and learn how they play, and kind of work together, and then hearing about you know this whole epic story that goes behind it. Yeah. And the themes of all the songs, it was just interesting to see, you know, everybody collaborating and trying to create this, you know, uh, fully thought out storyline mm -hmm. and make it work within the framework of writing, you know, dope ass music. So it's like trying to figure out how to make that work alongside of like, you know, feeling out each other everybody coming from a couple different musical genre backgrounds and things and like meshing all those sounds together. And as Mark had 
said, you know, previously, like kind of hearing how that sound was evolving through the course of that album. Uh And then, you know, now with the new material that we're working on, it's kind of, you know, bridging the gap between what we did previously and what we're doing now Uh and kind of continuing on that story and then just trying to mix in a little bit more of that, you know, collaboration and, 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 and different back musical backgrounds to make something even more epic than was previously released. Right. So, you know, yeah, man, just, just trying to do our thing and, and bring people good music with, you know, original storylines and, and just trying to do a little something different. Awesome. Gabe, what about you? Well, for me, I think that the, uh, the album, was an affirmation, it, it, a confirmation that our uh, vision and our concept works. Mm-hmm. You know, just the idea that we have a storyline, like uh, the guys were saying, uh, in this in the storyline being that cohesive, that element of cohesiveness, that kind of, you know, where er- everything else revolves around. Right. Um, I was really happy to see by the end of the process that uh, mixing different genres and different types of rock uh, in within one big, you know, uh, big, big, big uh, uh, conglomerate of, of sounds that we have, like from our individual and personal influences musically, as well as um you know, telling a story, you know, in the way we are and uh, having moments in the album like uh, the skits and the interludes that help to tell the story. It really taught me that uh, what we started at the very beginning with this vision of, uh, you know, storytelling through music and comics and visuals was something that uh, does work. Because, you know, at the beginning, you know, you write, and, uh, and you just hope for the best. But once the product was done, it really felt good to see that it actually makes sense. Right. Right. And Damon, last but not least, what about you? Um, I'll definitely say um, the writing, the actual lyrics. Um, it was um, it was a challenge um, that I gladly accepted um, because, you know, Writing music is one thing and writing, you know, just songs is one thing. But then when you're taking on this duality of um, writing a narrative to a story um, for those that are following the story, then writing lyrics that could just relate to everyday life that an average music listener would just like, mm-hmm. you know, um, it's um, it's tough. And, um, you know. You, you want to um, be careful with certain words. Of course, you're trying to use because you're trying to play on both sides. Um, right. There is somebody that, you know, let's say might not be into the story, but they're like, damn, that's a good song. Right. You know, you're trying to hit you, all demographics of in, in you know, exactly. genre faves. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, you know, that's um, it, it's been a hell of a challenge, but it's helped me grow as a writer. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, um, I have the, the greatest band brothers in the world because mm-hmm. We're we're able to kind of sit down and listen to a t- um to a um to a tune now right. and easily say okay what's the topic what are we talking about right. what am I writing about right. so before I think we can all agree that we were really still just trying to also figure out our sound 
sonically as a band mm -hmm. and we got these kick-ass songs so when you even think about like how it's placed on the album where's the story how's that going to look does breakaway come first does yeah. clowns come later that's uh, that's a that's a i can i know that that's a, has to be a major hard point of making sure that balance and even flow goes with this with yeah. that album oh yeah absolutely yeah you know where does the skip go how do you know so i mean all of that was, um, I would say it was a fun challenge. And now, you know, as we're looking, you know, moving forward to the next one, I was like, okay, we kind of got a nice little grip on this now. Right. So, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You, you were going to say? Or are you just agreeing? I'm agreeing. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, was there anything that you guys wanted to uh, add on with Escape at the time, but couldn't get, get, get a chance to and just or was it just left all on the table, which it did sound like it was all just left all on the table. You know what? I mean, I would say. Um, we all have been kicking around the idea of like having like guest MCs, you know, guest singers and stuff like that, collaborations. But kind of like you said, we wanted to just leave it out all, leave it all on the table of just us. Right. I, and I'm glad that you did because I felt that you can you can always do that on your on your next projects and albums. But we need to be introduced to you guys first. Yep. And I yep. think I think Escape was the perfect introduction to you guys in in, in a very good way. And it got, I mean, you can hear the collaboration with you guys, the rhythm and the symmetry and. Um, and the chemistry that went along with that. It just it was such a great balance to that. I, I I still enjoy it to this day and everything that involves with it. Like and like trust me when I tell you Breakaway and Bumblebee Weed was so awesome for me and <laughs> during the Mega Fist tournament, man. Uh, and I, it's just so awesome for me to be able to work that in. So I had a chance yeah. to see you guys live a while back. We talked about this briefly before uh, we started uh the this interview. And as far as uh the set performances go, um is it inspired by any other band's performance that you see live, or is this something that you guys can, came up with completely? Uh, is it ever changing? You know, Mark, I'll hit you up with that first. Yeah, I, I think uh, the fellows will, will all uh, have different perspectives on this. Uh, <laughs> but you know, I, I, dude, I love Guar. I, I, I felt I felt Guar all through that performance, but like a a slightly cleaner but edgy, still edgy version. <laughs> I just like the idea of like being up on stage and illustrating some story. I just think that's so much more entertaining and engaging. Music is such an amazing medium for that. Mm -hmm. um, you know, as Gab will probably say, like music has messages. Yeah. And if, if you can use theatrics and other sorts of things to, 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 to illuminate that message, then all, all the better for the, for the audience. And so I thought Guar was just like so good at that. Uh -huh. I grew up, uh, there was like, they had this one, uh, movie that they made called, uh, uh, Al, Th in Wonderland. Bane <laughs> 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 Singer gets his penis cut off and like, it was the, like the court and right. the penis is on trial. You know? <laughs> It, it's like, that sounds like vintage gore. Yeah. Those guys are still at it, man. And and like part before, of what, before Adult Swim. Yeah. No, you know, I've been to a gore show and like recently, and they they shoot blood all over you and piss, but it's not real blood or piss. But it, and the and the crowd just loves it, man. To be part of the show in that way, right? Um, you know, we're not at the gore level, obviously, but you know that we're that. This is hopefully where we're at one day. You know, we're spitting blood on people. So. I think, honestly, again, I, from what I saw at uh, World Cafe Live, 
which I'm ashamed that y'all had to remind me, and I was just like only a few blocks away from me. <laughs> that, um, I, I I thought I mean everything about your performances was so above what I expected from anybody, and it was like if you told me that you that you, that was your first album, I wouldn't believe it. Like that's how I was. That's how impressed I was. I was like, this is a really well fleshed out performance, live performance, and it sounded exactly like. Um, the the album and that's one of my biggest pet peeves is like when people come out and it doesn't sound the same <laughs> everything yeah, from yeah. everything from the instruments to the voices and that to the singing and everything was just like spot on with a little bit like just turned up the vi- with the volume turned up well, well you know uh that a lot of that has to do with age over beauty mm. you know what i mean like <laughs> these guys have been around for a while right. you know they like all, all of us have been playing for a long time mm-hmm. uh, and, and and i think there's a wisdom that comes with playing for a while and knowing what music is and what music shouldn't be. Right. And, you know, I, I think there's a, that's, that is present in this band. Yeah. Uh, Damon, would you agree with that? No, absolutely. Absolutely. Because I mean, there's numerous shows that I go to and the album is crazy, but you see them live and you're like, man, give me my money back. It's terrible. Thank goodness I never had to go through that yet. Guy, I, 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 I'm, I'm not able to get out as much as I want to, but when I do, I am I'm never disappointed so far. Not gonna yeah. <laughs> And you know what? I'm not gonna say your names, but even me and Mark last year we went to a show at Festival Pier to do a little research on I would say some competition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, national act and everything. And we were like, Okay, let's go to the bar. You know. <laughs> you know, so but, you know, to Mark's point, um, we love music. We love, you know, the action and the energy that comes from it. Yeah. And, um, of course, the response that comes from that, too. So, I mean, once you're kind of like you really want to be able to kind of not just um, just deliver sonically what's going on, but you want people just to believe, you know, your performance as well. Right. And, you know, um, Gavin and I have been in the band before and, you know, Chris has been in bands before. We've all have, you know, come from these walks of lives where it's it's this huge conglomerate of this thing called stereotypes where mm-hmm. you want to make sure that, when you're on that stage, you're leaving everything on the stage. You want to make sure that, you know, what the people are seeing, you know, they're going to walk away and be like, holy shit. Right. And, and, and that's pretty much kind of what it is. I love it. Uh, Gab, what about you? Anything that you wanted, wanted to see on stage or like add it on or? Added, add, oh, yeah. I mean, um, um, I mean, from that performance. I know Pyro's uh, coming, by the way. <laughs> Yeah. What you saw in the car. in that show, we're really just scratching the surface, really. Right. Uh, I mean, what we have in uh, in you know, as far as our vision uh, to want to do, not just as far as how we know the music can grow. Right. Because uh, the sound is still growing. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, you know, this next album is going to be bananas. It's mm-hmm. going to be like a lot more intense. This one even so we are kicking everything up a notch right. um but also as far as the live performances we definitely have we are planning on doing things that uh are even more theatrical and in all for the purpose of supporting the storytelling you know what i mean right. and um i think that the guys can agree with the fact that like mark was saying in a way uh i like the fact that we are not just you know a bunch of 18 year olds uh, right, right. you know like, 
you know, the, the fact, like, I, I like that we kind of come from that old school, quote unquote. Yes. Uh, oh, no, mentality. I understand. I, I'm like that with all the genre, with every music genre right now. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lack, of, know, there's the lack of maturity. Yeah. You know, that old school mentality that uh, where, where bands had almost as a rule that the album is good. Right. But the live show has to be 10 times more intense. Correct. Like, you are going to do really well if you are the kind of band that when people come see you, you just leave them speechless. Uh-huh. And you got to go to that. Like, you got to go, like, you you know, they know your album and they're like, the album is great. But you want people walking on words like, I had no idea that the live show was going to be like that. It's you like- never want to leave. It's like Metallica's Black Album when you first heard that, and then you go and you just happen to be one of the lucky people to be at the S and M tour. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, like you never want to leave the, the audience members underwhelmed. Yeah, like that's that's not a good look. So right. We definitely, you know, we we take pride in uh uh like Damien was saying, like we take pride in really leaving it all on the stage. Like you know, get up there and be high energy, play our hearts out. We obviously work hard to make sure that we sound tight, right. we, that you know that we are cohesive, mm-hmm. and I think that also what helps. And again, it comes from experience and the wisdom that you get from playing for a long time. Yeah. Even doing rehearsal, it's you know we 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 artists, we musicians, uh, it's very easy for us to get very um, self-indulgent, self-serving. Like things can sound really good to us because they're fun for us. Yeah. But to be able to kind of Listen to ourselves, but from the standpoint of the uh, o- the audience member, from like it's almost like looking at yourself from the outside. Yeah. How does it sound to somebody that is standing there? Mm-hmm. Are they grooving to this? Are they are they enjoying this? Are we creating a climax throughout the show? You know, uh, right. I mean, we we still do that to this day. Like, let's say if we have a song that is on the slower side, mm-hmm. our rule is. Don't put the slow song towards the end because right, right. we want the second half of the show to just go up, 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 up and higher and higher in intensity until the end just explodes. You know what I mean? So we have our techniques. We have our the things that we know work, you know, and uh, we're still discovering, though. We're still learning. And I think that that's also part of the fun here. Right. Yeah. One last thing on that, though. Yeah. I will say that there's literally been, like, blood, sweat, and tears, actually, mm-hmm. through most of our performances. I mean, there's been mosh pits where, you know, I kind of cut myself. Matter of fact, this past weekend, there's a cut right oh, wow. here. Found out about. <laughs> yeah. I mean. Don't you hate that and you don't even know where that came from? <laughs> no. No. I mean, somebody would probably think, like, oh, into that choking shit, I see. You know, but. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a big old scratch. Right. And it was like this mosquito that went down, and I don't even realize it. And I mean, that's the thing. We all kind of lose ourselves in the Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost of music. You know what I'm saying? Right. So definitely had to put that out there as well. Awesome. Chris, um, I'll give you a different question here. But all right. Basically, um, are you a fan of on, doing on stage, or you like, or you prefer doing on uh, just recording in studio? Which is more uh, for you? Honestly, I like both, but for me, the live performance is the best part of being in a band. Mm. Like being able to to put what we do as musicians on stage in front of people, right. and that's the that's the biggest test. Like to know that like whatever you're doing is successful. 
Because like, you know, like we were saying before, you know, you can you can go in a studio, you can doctor your album, you can make it sound top notch. But if you can't translate that from there to in front of people live where they're witnessing you absolutely murdering the stage uh-huh. in front of them, like right. then, you know, there's not a whole lot else that needs to be done. And that's like one of the things that we pride ourselves on, not only going out there and, and you know, trying to be tight on stage. But we want to include people that come to our show so that it like, you know, they're not just there watching the band. We want them to feel like they're there. They're part of it. Mm-hmm. They're experiencing it. And like, you know, even to the point where like during our show at points of the, of the show, we'll bring people up on stage to rock with us. Right. You know, oh, yeah. usually I love that. Team. I love that part. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, it's just a way to kind of engage fans and make sure, like we say, like, they feel like they're not just that they're there to check it out and watch it. And like, they're kind of third parties or something going on. Like we want to make sure that you guys feel like you're part of the show. And that's, you know, we, that being live in front of people and getting that energy back that you're putting out, there's no better feeling, man. Let me tell you, and you mentioned that too. And we're going to go back, I'll piggyback to world live cafe with that performance. When y'all did that with Bumblebee weed, and I at that moment in time, I'm like, I really should have brought my my better camera <laughs> that what that what y'all did in there. And I watched some of the performances prior to not taking nothing away from those guys. But you guys closed it out in a way that like y'all made the other ones like we don't want to we can't come back here. <laughs> they left the imprint. I know the clip you're talking about. The one that you had recorded. Yes. It's called, it's, it's, it's really like, uh, the quote I think was, welcome to the show or something like that. Yes. And it really said that. Yeah. Yeah. It, honestly, that to me, I, I was like, if I can imagine what I did with a stupid iPhone, imagine what I could have done with the actual, <laughs> my actual camera here and just really record. It was just such an awesome experience. It was like, this was worth the time. <laughs> it just definitely ain't worth my time. I mean, no, like I said, there was a lot of good performances out there, but you guys, like I said, left an imprint by doing that and then adding all the cosplayers coming up and bringing on and just adding on the ambiance of it and just yeah. turned that place up. Because yeah. I've seen performances there before. It's usually like weird folk music and everything over there at times. Yeah. Y'all done flipped it up. It turned it up. Oh, yeah. I, I was like, I was highly impressed. I'm like, wow, this isn't Kansas anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I would say the cool thing about that performance too was um, you know, here we are, um uh the lo- the Philly local rock scene, that's the world. And then here we are, you know, as stereotypes also part of the Philly cosplay community. Yeah. So like making those worlds collide and showing, you know, just the Philly local rock scene like see what we do you know. <laughs> honestly like, uh, i mean as a, as a person i used to live i used to work in south street for like a, a few years so yeah. a lot of the people um i don't know all of you guys from philly right i'm from the burbs but yeah you know okay enough. but y'all know south street especially like um you know i used to work for pearl arts and crafts so all of the uh, they were like 30 percent of the people in there were like band members or something like that so i would go out to their you know to their performances after uh you know work and everything back then and just to hear you guys do it live and everything it made me miss that part of south street that is virtually dead (laughs) right now right and damon we talked about that before last time i uh we i was like we're we're literally in the wild wild west right now (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. You know, the funny thing about that performance, too, um, I spoke to Jackson from WMMR like Mm -hmm. um, later on at night and he was like uh, with his some of his family friends and um, radio friends or whatever. 
and they're seeing all the cosplayers. Mm-hmm. And Jackson is like, that's a Stereotitans fan. That's a Stereotitans <laughs> fan. Yeah. Like sleeper cells, just waiting for the right time to come up exactly, right. <laughs> exactly. Why is Black Panther by the bar? <laughs> <laughs> so let's well, just let's fast, let's fast forward over to the um, to the new album that you got that I got a chance to hear. And my goodness, this is my Christmas <laughs> album. <laughs> like when when I when I when we when my wife and I travel to my in laws and then we listen to the that normal traditional stuff or the Sansbarian uh, orchestra and that crap, I'm switching up. I'm using this and tell her <laughs> this is a Christmas album <laughs> and she'll believe it. But Epic Themes Volume One, you guys uh, just did, and it's an album comprised of comic book. TV shows and movie themes that we all love throughout the last few years or just in general, but it's taken up a notch with, with your style of primal rage. Um, what led to you guys, and one of them, by the way, was the Wonder Woman theme that you guys did do live on stage. What, uh, Mark, I'll let you do it. Uh, what led to you uh, guys working together to do this album? See, you know, when we were saying earlier about uh, art being participatory, mm-hmm. this is a perfect example of that. So much of this album has been crafted because uh, cosplayers or the Comic Con community had asked us to do these songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they heard us play. And I think it started in Harrisburg, and they heard us play. Like I think we did like one or two. We just thought it would be a good idea to do uh, uh, some sort of comic book themed cover to draw people into the show. Right. And right. it worked, and we did. And then after the show, people were like, "Yo, you got to do this song. You got to do that." <laughs> and we just like, you know what? That's a great idea. And so when we built this album. First, we, we took songs and then we, we, we interpreted ourselves, but we're not selling it. We just gave it back to the community. Yeah. And now every time we play Comic-Cons uh, or other shows, people are coming up and giving us recommendations. It's almost like we're DJs or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, we go back and we talk about it, You're like, you know what? That was a good idea. And so that album is really uh, um, a manifestation of, of, our, of our community. You know what I am? You know, I am disappointed in what you guys didn't do. You guys – it's all the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. This is, it pleases me to be the first for this one. Yeah. You guys did the Dragon Ball theme way back. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And that <laughs> yeah. one was off the wall. That was that one was off the wall. I even sent that over to Kyle Haber, who was the voice of Gohan, and he he dug the hell out of it. Why wasn't it in his damn album? <laughs> That's a good question. Well, I think it's because we came up with the idea of doing the Dragon Ball Z. Pretty much right after we recorded the uh, the Epic Games Volume One. That's what you're going with. That's our story, and we're sticking to it. But yeah. let it let it be said, this is Volume One. And, and, right. I, and I tell you what, man, that song triggers multiple mosh pits. Yes, oh. we play. Just right here. Yeah, that right there. <laughs> <laughs> that's when you let. That's what Damon. That's when you let the hair out, and that's when it goes oh. crazy. <laughs> oh my goodness! Talk about rock the dragon. The dragon yes. rocked that. For me, man. That <laughs> was an awesome, uh, awesome rendition that you guys did. I, look, if it's not on volume two, you will be hearing from me, and and a lawyer <laughs> <laughs> for no apparent reason other. Just... <laughs> it must be because of Dragon Ball Z. Just yeah. to let you know, yeah. not only we are we are we have new material for what's going to be volume two, mm-hmm. but um, we are actually recently started getting into mashups. Mm. So 
one that you haven't heard, um, I think we have a video up that of us doing Indian rehearsal. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, uh, the Stranger Things oh. theme song mixed, mashed up, mashed with. Oh, that's going to uh, be the panty dropper what, right there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Welcome to Scene by Pink Floyd. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah there, there's going to be some brawls on the stage. <laughs> possible hey the first time never happened at a con <laughs> <laughs> and did you do the burlesque show yeah, right yeah right, right. <laughs> oh good lord so you guys also uh i always love talking to you guys you guys also have a new project that you guys are working on as well um you care to talk about that is it this is a crowdfunding project correct that is correct yeah. gentlemen anyone i'll take it <laughs> all right so, so um let the ominous I- voice talk <laughs> right, the voice of Kronos. I'm looking up. I'm looking up as you're talking too. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so a uh, month or two ago, we decided that we have uh, to launch our crowdfunding campaign through Indiegogo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Stereotitans, the hashtag comic book rock campaign. Mm-hmm. It's currently active right now. Um, we're basically just trying to put together some funds in order to take what we're doing now, because everything that we've done to this point as a band uh-huh. has been pretty much, you know, DIY, uh, you know, us doing it, friends of ours helping out with it, you know, really, really grassroots, yeah, kind of like, you know, do it ourselves kind of vibe. And we just realized that like, we've been, you know, people have been asking to like, for us to get more and we want to upgrade and be able to do like the pyrotechnics like you were talking about, right. you know, that'll come a little later on. But <laughs> we're just you know, upgrade costumes, make the show look better on stage just to make it a little bit more epic right. to be able to bring people new music. Because, you know, as you know, musicians don't make a whole lot of money and, it, you know, recording costs are a little little pricey. So it's hard to, to get in the studio and, and bring people really good music. And we have a lot of good stuff that's on deck to record, um, you know, things like that are another goal that we're trying to put forward is like we want to get the uh, comic book. And take that kind of artwork vibe and make it like an Adult Swim thing and get an animated pilot together. Mm. So we can have the story told in another thing where we can right. combine actually the music and the visuals together and present it all at one time through animation. Awesome. So this is like some of the things that the crowdfunding campaign are going to help out with. Man, I don't know how, but Adult Swim is perfect for you guys. I mean, mm. absolutely. I would... I would be so happy and proud to see you guys on a, doing Adult Swim because they advertise indie talent and other musicians all the time. And oh, yeah. You guys are like a perfect fit for that. Appreciate that. So, again, and if I, I don't see you guys on Adult Swim in a year, my lawyer. Correct. <laughs> Correct. And for some hot coffee that just happened to spill on my lap, I don't know. We'll just have to add on some. I like this accountability. I like this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. <laughs> so my final question, and this is going to be, we're going to probably change the tone of this one because it's a little bit serious on here, but I, and I knew that this was something that I would be remiss if I didn't ask uh, this question. Um, just recently, you guys all performed at this year's J1 Con in Jersey. Uh, it was last year that news of the accusations of uh, sexual misconduct against – and before I say this, for those uh, listening and uh, you don't listen, I want to just flesh this out and then I'll ask you guys a question from that. So, But I want to make sure that this is all you know fleshed out and people understand what's going on with this if they haven't heard. But um, – you know, it was last year that the accusations of sexual misconduct uh, against the owner 
Jason Richardson has come up uh, first from his ex-girlfriend, Jess Caleb, who I actually know um, when I met both of them in 1999 and 2000 uh, when I worked at Pearl and Craft and South Street. Um, what many of us didn't know at the time was Jess at the time was uh, underage and when they were dating. Soon after, some more uh, women have come out uh, to make their own statements uh, of their experiences with not only Jason, but other staff uh, of J1 Studios. When the news began to blow up a bit, I made a decision to report it myself back then, uh, which was last year. Jason heard the actual text. Uh, I mean, he heard the actual show and then texted me asking me to take the show down. These alleged victims took a big risk, and on the other hand, uh, to come out and talk about the, uh, something that was really traumatizing to them, uh, especially after we talked to them personally. Um, but also knowing that if they were proven to be lying, that they could face a fine and you know time in jail for defamation of character. So it is a big risk. Jess herself has done an interview with uh, last year with a woman named Danny Reeves on Facebook to talk about that deeply in a situation. Uh, she has also written an article about her alleged uh, experience and frustration uh, based on lack of justice and support or whatever. Um, and she had since been seeking to be a voice uh, with these allegations against Jason. From that time, myself, others uh, of his former uh, podcast uh, group, The Black Tribbles, uh, which was including uh, Ariel Johnson and uh, uh, Lynn Cruz, met up with Jess, uh, we, with uh, members of her family, um, another woman who was uh, there to make a claim for herself, and the editor of a known Philly uh, media source that was doing an investigation on this last year. And upon speaking to them thoroughly, uh, the group uh, still work from, apparently as of April when I spoke to them, they're still working on doing a story on it. Uh, it was during the meeting that we acquired a lot of stories, documents, uh, transcripts of situations that was even dating back to 2012. Um, with all that information, plus reaching out to some of the old friends of his inner circle during those years who confirmed these uh, this incident uh, that all took part in that very, very interesting situation and meetup that was said. Um, to this day, he's been banned from being a part of the Black Tribbles radio show, uh, which he was a member of. He's been banned from Amalgam Comics and Coffee House, uh, you know, from uh, Ariel. Megaran has also, I spoke to him as well. Even though he performed last year, he said that was going to be the last time that he was going to perform for him uh, at that time. So I ask at this point, and I know this was probably, probably the most critically thought process for you guys to do, but what exactly or how did you guys come about making a decision to perform there regardless of everything that's come out and mark uh, mark if you want to go ahead with that i can you can lead off um so i, I would first want to say that like all women need to be res need to be respected you know you got to respect the allegations that women make uh because there's a you know a judicial system that hasn't been fair to them uh -huh. uh, so I mean that that's first and foremost, um, and I, and I and I and I will start by also saying that we, we the community asked us to be there. Uh -huh. Like the we, we you know we 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 did think about this um, and we and debated it 
And the the bottom line is is that the J1 community, the Comic Con community, the fans, like they were the ones that reached out mm-hmm. and said, "I need to be there." And that's that's who we're we're playing for. You know, Jason, he's got a big personality, uh, and but we're, we weren't there for him. We were there for that community, mm-hmm. and 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 that's the number one piece here for us. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Uh, anybody want to add on to that, Damon? Um, yeah, I mean, everything that Mark said, um, I mean, most of us here are fathers of, of girls, mm-hmm. you know, and um, I'm a child and family therapist. And um, right. not only am I working with um, young girls, but, of course, a lot of single mothers that have been through um, hell and back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm doing my best to, you know, uh help seek some type of um, uh, self-awareness and their own retribution, you know. Right. Uh, but like Mark said, um, that going to J1Con last year really um, made us connect with a lot of people um, that we've n- never connected with before, um, you know. And um, that those relationships, it was so huge and it meant a lot. Um, and they requested, they really demanded us, you know, and when we were able to see those same faces from last year, it was, um, it was, um, it was breathtaking because it just made that relationship just grow even more. Uh And, you know, I, um, and I know the fellows feel the same. Um, a lot of our music is about upliftment, you know, and empowerment, you know, and some of the, um, some of the members within that, that community, the cosplay community, I mean, we talk about some of, um, our hardships and, um, to be able to share songs like Lost and Found, I don't want to take the opportunity to not lift somebody up, you know? So it was definitely for the people. And like Mark said, Jason has a huge, um, personality and all. Um, but that community, um, is something that, um, we can still heal. Mm-hmm. That. And Dax, there's like there's one other piece here. Um, if we're you know we're also being honest, when we played last year, uh-huh. we found out about that actually after, at, after the fact at the con. Oh, and at then, the con, okay. Yeah, yeah, at yeah. the con itself. Wow. Uh, and then um, we hadn't really heard like actually some of the stuff that you just talked about. Yeah. Now yeah. we this is just first news to us. Yeah. Um, and, that, and that is truth, man. So we actually hadn't heard anything right, over right. the course of a year. Uh, and I know that you're sort of in it because you're a part of that that triple community, and so you're closer connected to Jason and all that stuff. So, you know, we definitely appreciate your advice and what you have to say to us because uh-huh. um, we didn't really hear anything. Uh, in fact, we didn't really – so when we say that we had an internal dialogue, we had an internal dialogue after J1Con last year. Right. And, 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 and we hadn't even talked to it. It wasn't brought up at the con this year. No one approached us about it. And, and, and literally, it wasn't until yesterday when you asked us, like, you might bring it up yeah. that we we're like, oh, we need to talk about this game because we didn't realize that this was an issue still. Well, the thing is, is that these processes don't take, doesn't happen instantly. Like, you know, how long did it take R. Kelly? How long did it take Bill Cosby? How sure. long are we still waiting for the main guy in the main office? <laughs> no, yeah. so i mean it's not going to happen and then you got when you go to the perspective of those who are trying to scream out help 
Yeah. It's hard when people are trying to, you know, silence them. That's for sure. And I think a lot of people silenced them, whether whatever agenda they had or attention that they had, whether it's like they didn't want to believe it. They were they didn't want to do the homework to find out for themselves, um, you know, or they have some sort of a mill ticket or something then they that possibly if they lose him, they don't get that opportunity. Mm. It could be any possible thing. And it's when you hear it and, and, and to, to your credit, you guys are the first person aren't uh, are also not the first person who actually um, have heard about the situation. There are people who still haven't heard it because there hasn't been much of a fight or not much of a support going on with the situation. I mean, when it was, when that interview came last year, uh, it wasn't even, I think it was a small percentage of people within our fandom in our genre. And most of it was a whole nother demographic of like feminist and, and, uh, you know, activists and stuff like that that heard it. And also the people involved or people, yeah, the people involved pretty much, they're kind of introverted, so to speak. And, you know, Damon, you kind of understand how that is in situations like that, that it's hard for them to want to come out, especially if in the minute that they don't see that support, they kind of creep back in into the into the proverbial bushes. And it's kind of hard. So, you know, it just uh, stuff like that. And here's my thing. I don't know if he's. He's yet to come out and like make any statements or anything on it since uh, he hasn't said a thing about it, which kind of sort of kind of bothers me to this day about it, because as a person who was, you know, who actually got arrested, wrongfully arrested for a crime I didn't commit, you couldn't stop me from trying to prove my name. And I just wrote on um, on my page just uh, just yesterday, I believe, or this morning or something like that, saying um, something in a matter of, you know, if the innocent will truly defend their self with conviction rather than be silent and be convicted. And, mm-hmm. and to me, when somebody is blamed for something that they know they didn't do, their natural reaction is I'm not, I'm not going to let people say that I'm doing something that I don't do. Right. I, 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 I truly believe that's a natural reaction. Like if mm-hmm. I told you, Mark, that you killed somebody or you destroyed Thanos, you were like, no, I didn't. You know, or, you know, if somebody just stole something, you know, the minute something of a devious thing happened, it just you're going to react to it because it's not your characteristic. Your instinct, your natural instinct is going to be that. And mm-hmm. and even if you see my thing is whether a person did something or not, we all did. our, You know, we all did some things. We all did some dirt in our lives. We all not angels. My thing is let 2020 be the year of forgiveness, because that's something that we don't do. And that we haven't done in years since for the last two years for some reason. <laughs> and I'm being yeah. facetious when I say that. Um, but in doing so, you have to want it and you have to earn it to do it. So even if, whether he has done it or not, it, it, I would love that he would speak out on it. But it's his prerogative to do it or not. And whether, but it, it, it it's really interesting. And to this day, I still hear things from people i get noticed from people who approach me and 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 you know talked about it since i've parted ways myself and i keep track of the whole thing despite yeah. the fact that i parted off but like i mean to his credit he he you know j1 is a success for him um i've always been admired of what he's done but when it comes to moral and ethics you know it, that's a whole different thing with me yeah. and, and i i am the one that takes down so 
Um, with that said, if I mean, I hate to put you on the spot and all this, but and it, you know things can change within, within time. Who knows what's going to happen in a year from now? Um, after, now that you guys done this, do you plan or would you think about rather going back to perform or work with him or? So um, I, there, there's, I have like two views on this, but I know what I think ultimately is the right thing to do. Uh-huh. You know, on the one hand, there's like the court of public opinion, right? You know, and I feel like women be, don't really have the other mechanism in our society, which is the is the courts. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. And I think that I think that's a real problem, and this Me Too movement is an extension of that. Uh-huh. And I, I do think that we have to figure that out as a society. All of us. That, all of us. Yeah, all of us together have to say women need to be believed, and that they need to have their day in court and not be treated uh, like you know as shouldn't be ostracized for for raising these concerns. Right. So I, I think that's really super important. On the other hand, like we're learning some new stuff tonight. You know what I mean? So I, I think we got to come back as a group and say, like, what we want to do. I mean, I, I'm, as an educator, I, I don't support the notion of supporting people that are abusers. Right. Um, you know, that's not OK. Uh, so I, I think we have to really, really talk about that as a group um, and, and really think about what we're going to do. Yeah. Uh, we do. It's just because we're part of the public. You know, we want to encourage both Jason and, and the other party to really. To, to find resolution. Absolutely. It's because there's a lot of pain here, obviously. And, I have and, more respect for people who actually, regardless of what they did, can admit to their wrongs, if it alleged wrongs. Yeah, of course. And yeah. be able to amend, make amends. I like, I, again, I'm not a angel by any respect. I had, I've done dirt when I was in high school. I had things that happened to me, but I had some things that didn't happen to me as well. I had to, earn my way back to doing what I love doing now. And had I not, I would not be here talking to you guys right now and enjoying the fantastic music and talents that you guys are right now. And, and that's the thing, like like Jason for all his both his his assets and flaws, he has he has built a really great community uh-huh. of, of of artists that come together and and it is, it is a really beautiful thing there and that should supersede all things for him. So if there's something that he needs to do to rectify his past errors, it, it would be it would behoove him to do so because his community around him, it, it's important. That's more important than any individual. Absolutely. And I think, and I think honestly, if do you guys agree? If people were more up, you know, upstanding to things, whether they did or not, I think people have more respect from regardless. Because to me, a true hero is one that can admit his wrongs. That, yeah, it, it, you course. know that uh, yeah. a person who just is not afraid to make to be wrong and to correct themselves. That's what life is all about. And, and I'm still we, not, and I'm not saying that as in we know that he's done it or not because it's still alleged. But there is a lot of information out there and a lot of digging and research that I have done to a point and perspective that it was like there's no way I can ignore this. Is absolutely no way. The other ones as well. So, you know, it is what it is, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. So to lighten up the end of this, and again, thank you guys for being on. You guys are absolutely awesome. I yes. so enjoy you. You, I, well, I am fully a fan of a supporter of you all. <laughs> and thank you so not much, just for man. what you do on stage, not just for what you do on recording, but what you do behind the scenes as well, especially the educators in, in the group. 
And Damon, you know I told you I'm like a big advocate of education. So you know, I, you I told you you were my hero from the door. Mark, congratulations on your new uh, your uh, acceptance, by the way, that okay. you recently got. You know that's that's awesome as well. What is next for you guys, and when are we going to uh, possibly hear this new album? Well, um, I would say um, that uh, as we're coming to the end of our campaign, um, it'll allow us to pretty much take that time to like hop in the studio and um, really start knocking some of the stuff out. Mm-hmm. Um, our artist, um, James Comey, not to be uh, confused with former <laughs> FBI director. <laughs> like, um, what? Yeah, yeah. that's the real you know, Jimmy. <laughs> let's, clar- let's clarify that right now. <laughs> yeah, not to be confused with, but um, he's um, already uh, wrote like a hell of a synopsis of like the next couple of comic books um, that we're working on. So we're um, really excited just to like start pushing out some new music and just getting in and really get into that production mode. And um, uh kind of recap a little bit from the first album to this album Mm -hmm. you know we're ready to add like strings pianos you know just other stuff you know like you said first time around it was the introduction of us and it was raw it was edgy so now you know we're we're really hoping that we can throw something out there i'll say stop me if i'm wrong fellas uh next spring so we can say next spring summertime we can start rocking out to some new stereotype and stuff you know what i mean that's the goal yeah, next spring, summer. Yep. That's that's what we're shooting for. So hopefully, you know, we can give people what they've been asking us for for a little while now and trying to get some new music out. You know, we've debuted some new songs during the live set, mm-hmm. but we would yep. love to put them down on wax and be able to give them out and, and, and let the masses hear them across, you know, wherever Stereotitans fans may live. Yeah, absolutely. You know, just trying to get that, that new music out, hopefully by spring. <laughs> awesome. And where can I hear? When am I gonna hear the Rock the Dragon on Friday? Too? <laughs> just for you guys, we'll put it on. Just for you, buddy. I just want to just—I just want to make sure I document it for my lawyer. You know, just for <laughs> <laughs> I got a stenographer right next to me too. <laughs> you got the home stenographer. <laughs> exactly, right in my back. <laughs> well, gentlemen, thank you ever so much for being a part of this show. I absolutely enjoy it, and I will have you guys on back again. I am looking forward to seeing what you guys do next, folks. Please, please, when I tell you this, and I'm going to be playing your music on this episode, too. Um, please, when I tell you this, follow Stereo Titans. And please, if you guys can tell, uh, Mark, if you can tell them where they can find you. Uh, you know, we've got StereoTitans.com. We're on all social media outlets, Facebook, Instagram. The Indiegogo campaign is still live. You can get, go to our website. Uh, any of our mediums and, and connect, uh, donate, please. We got lots of really awesome prizes uh, and giveaways for those that donate. You know, you want to see the big stuff, then you know you got to give up a little bit. We're feed the titans, feed the titans. <laughs> oh, 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 Dax. By the way, yes. you'll appreciate this. This weekend, guess what's about to happen? What's that? We're releasing our video for Bumblebee Week. Get out of here. Uh, Y'all better link me. You better link me up to this. Oh. <laughs> We got it on deck, man. Don't worry. That is awesome. Folks, you got to jump on these guys. I mean, I, I can't even I, I can't even figure out a word to describe how really great you guys are. If you're into rock, if you're into hard rock and edgy and, you know, what's, what's missing in music and the maturity of the essence of what these guys do, definitely check them out. And, uh, guys, again, thank you so much for being a part of it. No doubt, man. Thank you for all that you do, man. Thank you for your passion behind everything. 
Yeah, for sure. It's all for the love. I'm a music guy. I'm a man of all things anime, comics, movies, games, and I really appreciate even more as an artist, you know, Iron Sharp as Iron. I love to hear what you guys do because it helps me what I do. So much much respect to all of you. All all 13 of you or 18 or 20. (laughs) You guys trying to be Wu-Tang, by the way? What the hell? I'm at the... (laughs) Demigod Army, dog. It's growing. I hear you. Folks, I hope you enjoyed this very special episode of Talk Time Live exclusive. On behalf of myself and the Stereo Titans, all I got to say is learn to let go, live life, and love all things anime, comics, movies, and games. This is ACMG Presents Talk Time Live. We are out here. Take care. This episode of ACMG Presents Talk Time Live is brought to you in part by Viewfinders Identity Search and Design. Your choice for web design, graphic design, and all multimedia development needs. Visit VFISAD.com and let us bring your vision to reality.